0: This episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast is brought to you by Rich's Billiards, 5815 Weber, not your average heroes, the legend continues, and we continue on with the third episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Now, if you guys have been listening to these episodes, you know that I did a aftermath of Double or Nothing, which took place right around, I would say, uh, last night, right, right, right around midnight to be exact. And then the main event decided this morning that he wanted to do another episode. So that other episode was going to be about Double or Nothing still, but about the Stadium Stampede match. You get a chance to hear the entire match in itself, with a little bit of editing trouble, but we managed to get through it in every way possible, so that way you'll get the full version of how that match went down and everything. So now that that's out of the way, now we get to talk about what's about to take place in just a few moments. Now, in this episode, we're going to talk about NWA's pay-per-view coming up this Sunday, which is entitled, When Our Shadows Fall. You'll get a chance to find out some of the matches, including the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Nick Aldis, the National Treasure, will be defending the 10 pounds of gold, the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, against the number one contender, Trevor Murdoch and you'll find out most of those matches, so much more. Plus, I've got some news in regards to the WWE releases. There have been several superstars that were released just a few days ago. And could there be more to come? Also, Brock Lesnar. Is he back in the WWE? Boy, a lot of people want to know about that story. And also, I promised Richard Pillars that the main event we'll be talking about. The upcoming boxing match is gonna take place live this Sunday on pay-per-view. Floyd Money Mayweather to take on Logan Paul, and it takes boxing on a Sunday. Boxing on a Sunday. That just seems very, very odd to me. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast, because we're about to get right into it. And before we do, as always, let's go ahead and play a little music to get everything up and running and everything else like that. This is Is a classic among classics. I think most of you guys have heard about this song. If you've never heard of this band, you should. Uh, You know, the main event likes to get into his old metal roots and everything else like that. And the main event decided he's going to go ahead and go just a little bit deeper. Deeper as all the way back to, say, 1995. At a time when music was still in the alternative movement. And metal was still trying to rise in every way possible. Metal was still around at that time, and you had bands like, say, Cannibal Corpse, uh, Deicide, Sepatura, and everything else in that particular nature. So the main event decided to go ahead and play you something from a band called Six Feet Under. Now, most of you guys that have heard about this band, you know what's up. For those that don't, this is off the first album from the Haunted album. This is The Enemy Inside. From the album The Haunting that was Six Feet Under doing The Enemy Inside. One of my all-time favorite death metal albums from back in 1995. Now, uh, to those of you that know about who uh, Six Feet Under is, I don't really have to explain myself. But to the rest of you that are curious, uh, Six Feet Under has been around for um, quite some time. and uh, For a long, long time. As a matter of fact, they're still around going today. I know they released an album, I believe... Um, just a few months ago as a matter of fact um the album was released around february i believe um trying to remember what the album was as a matter of fact i had a chance to listen to it uh, about a few um a few months ago album sounds great uh typical six feet under you know doing the stuff that they usually do and everything of course six feet under was fronted by a man named chris barnes who used to front cannibal corpse back in the day around that time uh, i would say um in a time when the alternative movement was um you know big deal and everything you had your nirvanas your sound gardens your pearl jam and everything else like that um you know i was still i was listening to music like that but i was still more into trying to listen to metal so i was you know you know everyone's being everyone was saying back at the time that um Uh, Metal was dead, but really metal wasn't really dead. If anything, it just was sick for the time being because when you had bands like uh, uh, Twisted sister, Motley Crue, and all these other... I mean, that's what the bands people were used to back in the 80s. When the 90s were coming around, alternative music was coming in, and you had bands like Nirvana and Pearl Jam coming up with all this music, and pretty much the metal scene was fading away but only part of the metal scene. The rest, you had like bands like Metallica and Slayer and Anthrax and um, Megadeth that were coming up. I mean, even though they, they pretty much had their music in the 80s, the 90s is when they really started changing things around. And even though metal was not, uh, was not as intense as it used to be in the 80s, in the 90s, it brought out a lot of intensity, but not just from bands like this. In the 80s, there were bands like uh, like Death and Cannibal Corpse, uh, Deicide, and a few others that were starting to come up and everything. Now, Six Feet Under, uh, Chris Barnes was a part of Cannibal Corpse, and he was a part of the first four albums that came out. One was Tomb of the Mutilated. The other was um, Butchered at Birth. The third was Tomb of the Mutilated, which also features the song hammer smash face if you remember that song quite well quite well from the ace ventura pet detective movie and then of course the bleeding and those were the albums that that really were the best albums from cannibal corpse at that time i was uh the first time i ever heard cannibal corpse was when i heard the song hammer smash face and i got it from a friend of mine and um you know they're you know If you guys know the history of Cannibal Corpse, you know that they did, like, two different versions. Even though it's the same music, the album covers were so crazy, it was unbelievable. Um, like the Tomb of the Mutilator, for instance, uh, there were two different cover versions to it. There was a censored and uncensored version. Now, you could get the censored version very easy. The music is still the same, it's just that the covers are a lot different. Um... I used to remember going to, say, places like, um, I think it was either Craig's Record Factory or Camelot or, um, you know, one of the warehouse music that used to have, you know, you could buy both the censored and uncensored versions of Cannibal Corpse, right? Now, Six Feet Under, they came around since 1995. Of course, Chris Barnes had left the band around 1994 at its peak and when i started hearing the band called six feet under i remember uh i think it was my friend mark anthony had had uh the cd and i had a chance to listen to it for the first time and i was like uh shocked very very shocked that uh that this was uh you know chris barnes's other band and it featured you know other members from other death metal bands and everything and i was very very impressed with the album so ever since then, you know, I've been a huge fan of Six Feet Under. You know, since 1995, of course, I've heard several of their albums and everything. Some that I've heard on Spotify, and some that I've, I actually have personally in my own case. Matter of fact, um, somewhere, and I think I have it here. Uh, actually, actually, it's right here in front of me. <laughs> I actually have it right here. Uh, I bought um, a box set. Right, I bought this box set of uh, DVDs and CDs that had. Um, Uh, i believe it's called 10 years in the grave decades of the grave or something like that which features some of the classic songs from six feet under from back in 1995 to 2000 and i believe this is 2005 2006 when i bought it it was a box set that cost around probably 40 dollars or something like that it was a cool box set to get you know it featured a poster uh featured like a, um, a guitar pick and a few other stuff including some um uh i think some cards like some collectible cards that i actually have so those are some very very cool items to have but anyways uh if you guys are interested in listening to some more death metal if you want to listen to some six feet under all you got to do is go over to youtube and look for the song look for the song the enemy inside from the haunting album of course you can go ahead and find on spotify pandora uh youtube red or wherever it is you find your favorite music okay now, we've held on to this long enough, and now it's time we talk about the releases of the WWE. And this happened just a few days ago, and it is still leaving a, uh, you know, a shocking moment to a lot of people, especially with things that have been happening in the WWE for the past few weeks. Now, let's talk about the releases. And better yet, let's talk about what's been going on with the WWE. Now, right now... Um, we know that there's possibly some more releases to come, okay, now, I'm not sure exactly who's going to be released, there hasn't been any sort of word as to who's going to be released, but we know that there have been several superstars that have been released ever since, I would say, right after WrestleMania, right, and even before WrestleMania, you know, so, The latest releases shocked a lot of people, and I think it's probably due to budget cuts, and this is something that really has gotten the attention of a lot of the WWE Universe and a lot of the wrestling fans. So, the following releases, and this took place a couple of days. As a matter of fact, it took place around June 2nd of 2021. And the releases, the WWE releases, and here's the list following along. Braun Strowman, Aleister Black, Lana, Murphy, Ruby Riot, and Santana Garrett. And I got to say, from the moment, I was uh, working on some stuff, and all of a sudden, I started hearing uh, announcements about releases from the WWE. And I was wondering, okay, what the fuck's going on here? So I'm reading this list here, right? And it says here... Right here, I'm reading it on. Um, I think it's what? What's this? Uh, uh, sports Illustrated dot uh, com, SI dot com. I think that's what it's called. And it says here that WWE announced the release of six wrestlers, including Braun Strowman, the former Universal Champion and Intercontinental Champion. WWE has come to terms on the releases of Braun Strowman, Alistair Black lana murphy ruby riot and santana garrett the release said wwe wishes them best best in their future endeavors now this is just what i'm reading on the um on sni.com website now here's something that i read on uh, alistair black's page uh, on his twitter i you know alistair black and that's someone that i was in shock that was released from the wwe Aleister Black had not wrestled since October and made his return on May 21st, but now finds himself out of a job just two weeks later. The release also brings SmackDown's total number of active women competitors to just seven, which is very, very baffling. So here's the tweet that Alistair Black put out now uh, for those and as a matter of fact uh, he was known as Aleister Black but I believe he's now called Tommy End I think that was his original name from back in the day it says here on his Twitter I'm gathering my thoughts as this was a complete left field for me as obviously we just started the Dark Father character but this was it Thank you so much, WWE Universe, for allowing me to create and give you small bits of myself. Now, that's what's just released on his Twitter. Now, the more I read his, it says here, this is just the latest batch of wrestlers revealed in their du- in their relieved of their duties. The WWE released ten competitors in April, which I had just talked about uh, previously on the main event talk and a year before released more than 20 due to financial hardships from the pandemic no reason for giving the group's dismissal, however it's not only the faces of the WWE being let go either WWE's digital department WWE Network reportedly suffered major layoffs last week according to uh, Mike Johnson of ProWrestlingInsider.com. Now, let's see. A week before that, wrestlers and uh, and referees from NXT and WWE Performance Center were let go. And, of course, it says here uh, more wrestling coverage and everything else like that. So, yeah, there's been a lot of wrestlers that have been released due to budget cuts and everything else like that. Now... I you know, I was lucky enough to go ahead and separate the three episodes that I'm doing. Of course, we talked about the two episodes from the Double or Nothing event. Now, this one, um, it leaves me baffled as to the superstars being released. Um, let's look at the list here once again. Um, let's start with, uh, to the biggest shocker of them all, Braun Strowman. Uh, Braun Strowman, who was uh, in a WrestleMania match with Shane McMahon... And then was a part of a triple threat match for the WWE Championship with Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley, and we haven't heard much from Braun Strowman until this um, this occurred in June June second, and it was very very surprising that he got released from the WWE, but a lot of fans thought that he was probably going to be around for uh, I don't know for I would say a long long time, but you know and. My guess is, I think it's because of Strowman's contract, and I'm not sure how much the value of the contract is, but yeah, Braun Strowman has accomplished a lot in WWE, everything from winning the greatest Royal Rumble ever, to winning the Intercontinental Championship, he's won Tag Team Gold, he's been the Universal Champion, he's had some high profile matches from uh, individuals like um, Roman Reigns. Uh, The Big Show, of course, Brock Lesnar and uh, several others. Of course, he won the Universal Championship from Goldberg uh, back at WrestleMania last year. And uh, I I had a lot of high hopes for him. And uh, it was terrible that he got released. Now, also, Aleister Black, who had just came back on the television and his last appearance, Aleister Black's last appearance, was when he finally showed up on SmackDown, had had sort of interfered in the Fatal four-way match for the Intercontinental Championship where he laid out Big E, and then that was it. After that, you know, you figured there would have been a follow-up the following week, but Big E wasn't there at the SmackDown tapings or Aleister Black. So it was kind of a big shock to everyone that they didn't show up, you know, to follow up what happened, you know, that week. The next one was... uh Lana, who is also the wife of former WWE superstar Rusev, now AEW star Miro. Lana was, um, to me, it was, this was one of these things where, and I saw this, it was a matter of time. It, It was strictly a matter of time. Because of this, you know, crap about, you know, Miro going to AEW. WWE is trying to push Lana, which in my uh, in my deal, they pushed her. Yeah, they pushed her through nine tables, pushed her through a countless match, kept thinking that she was going to be the WWE Women's Tag Team Champion, which never happened. And Lana, to me, and, and whether, whether you like it or not, and I'm calling it like I see it, Lana's a beautiful, gorgeous woman, but she was someone that, to me, she has potential, but not enough. She should have been given more time to show her potential in any way possible. But whatever they did with Lana, it didn't work. I knew it didn't work. So her being released is, you know, not not a big shock. It, it was a shock to a lot of people. It's not really a shock to me. Murphy. Boy, did they fuck up on Murphy so bad. They fucked up on Murphy so bad. He was someone that I felt should have been a man to go after the United States Championship or the Intercontinental Championship or possibly be a part of anything on television. Um, Murphy, of course, was a former Cruiserweight champion. He was a tag team champion, Uh, has all the potential, all the talent in the world. And I always saw big things happening for Murphy, but unfortunately, that's not going to go down. His last television appearance was with um, the Mysterios and Seth Rollins. That whole storyline was somewhat fucked up in every way possible, so that's just crazy. Ruby Riot, who was a part of the Riot Squad for a long time, was a part of NXT for years. Uh, was moved up to the main roster. I always felt like. The riot Squad, especially Ruby Riot, should have never have left NXT, as far as I'm concerned. And it's not like she doesn't deserve to go to the main roster. She does. I always felt like she needed to prove herself a little bit more. Not that I'm not saying that she doesn't have potential. She has the potential. It's just that it's one of these cases where you, you get this new star, and everyone's talking about her, and you move her up to the main roster real quickly without even giving her full potential. And that's the problem with the WWE. They always put out these stars that look like they're about to reach their potential. And when they haven't got there yet in NXT, you decide to move them over to the WWE main roster. And this was the case with uh, Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot, to me, has all the potential, has all the talent in the world. And she should have been someone that could have been a tag team champion alongside with her partner Liv Morgan. But whatever WWE's problem was with her... They screwed up on her also. And the last one was Santana Garrett, who I followed for a long time also. I followed her since she was a part of Impact Wrestling years ago. Um, she was known as Tiffany back in Impact Wrestling, and she was, I believe, if memory serves me correctly. She's a second or third generation wrestler, and she had been a part of, uh, like I said, part of Impact Wrestling for quite a while, knows the business from head to toe, someone that I always felt should have been in the WWE a long time ago, and also another superstar that should have been, you know, that was in NXT for quite a while. But was never given her full potential And she was someone When I heard that she was in the main roster I'm like, whoa, that's a little bit too soon there I mean, you haven't even displayed her on television just yet You haven't even displayed her that much on NXT She's just been a part of uh, several matches Where she just jobs to several people you know. And it's just absolutely insane Absolutely insane to put that So, now you got these releases And the question is, who else is going to be let go? There's been a lot of uh, speculation as to who the next individual could it could be, could it be, say, someone like a? Um, uh, I've heard the terms of uh, Keith Lee's name being mentioned, Liv, Liv Morgan's name being mentioned, because you know, Liv Morgan, uh, who just appeared on SmackDown this past Friday, taking on Carmella on SmackDown, uh, she she's got she's always had potential, but she's you know just like Ruby Riot should be given her full potential at NXT before she can actually go to the main roster. Now, if you go to the main roster and your potential is not at that peak yet, then you fucked up. And WWE has had a very tough time doing stuff like that. Now, this, we don't know who else is going to be released. We've been hearing rumors of the WWE going up for sale because of their president, uh, I think uh, WWE's president, Nick Khan. Now, um, let me see if I could try pull up something here about this um, because uh, I've heard about this guy, and he's not, is he's in no relation to um, he's in no relation to Tony Khan. Just to get this out of the way. Now, uh, it says here Nick Khan he, he is an actor. Okay. Now I'm looking at this uh, rumor right here on the Bleacher Report. Uh, WWE rumors, everybody believes Nick Khan is settling is settling up WWE to be sold and uh, admit releases. So, let's read into this report and everything so that way you guys can get an idea of what's going on here. So, I'm looking at the Bleacher Report right here. Alright, and I'm reading through this stuff here. Okay, now... Here we go. In the wake of another round of talent cuts Wednesday, speculation is running rampant that WWE may be preparing a sale of the company. Speaking about the issue on Wrestling Observer Live, which is one of my favorite shows that I see on YouTube, beginning at eight at eight, Mark uh, Brian Alvarez said, "Everybody believes." WWE President and Chief uh, Revenue Officer Nick Khan is preparing WWE to be sold because of recent budget cuts. Now, let me see if I can uh, pull this down a little bit here. It also says here... uh, No, 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 no. Man. I'm trying to... (laughs) There we go. Okay, I was trying to read this, but then all of a sudden something something blocked my way here. But anyways, it says here, Alvarez said he has spoken to people inside and outside of WWE, all whom believe a sale may be in the works. WWE has been under the leadership of Vincent Kennedy McMahon since 1982, but now he is getting up to... Um, up there at age 75, a sale may not be completed out of, may not be completely out of the question. It also says here, Brian Alvarez noted that both Alistair Black and Alexander Wolfe, who was also one of the people that were released from WWE a few months ago, has publicly stated they were told budget cuts were responsible for their WWE departures. It is curious. It is a curious reason given that WWE is making more money than ever, thanks to billions, uh, thanks to a billion-dollar television deals with Fox and NBC Universal. WWE released several notable names shortly after WrestleMania in April, including Samoa Joe, Mickie James, Peyton Royce, and Billy Kay. On Wednesday, some of the releases were even more surprising, as Braun Strowman, Aleister Black, Lana Murphy, um, Ruby Riot, and uh, you know Santana Garrett were released from their contracts. Uh, let me continue reading on to this part. It says here uh, that came after WWE reportedly made sweeping layoffs last week in an effort to consult its television digital. Um, digital. I'm sorry, uh, an effort to con- consolidate its television and digital divisions. Pure Deadlines, Mike Fleming Jr. On the subject of the, uh, on the subject of the talent releases, Strowman was likely the most shocking one Wednesday since he held the Universal Championship less than a year ago and was in a triple threat match for the WWE Championship against Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre last month. According to FIFO Select, uh, let's see, according to FIFO Select, which is marked up, Strowman signed a monster deal in 2019 worth over $1 million per year. Because of that, he released resulted um, his release resulted in significant savings from the company. While a sale is possible, Brandon Thruston, I think that's his name, of the uh, Wrestling, uh, WrestleNomics expressed his belief that the cuts are more about Khan and WWE Chief Financial Officer Christina Saline. Balancing out some of the Unnecessary decisions made By the previous Regime Uh, Let me continue reading on Here it says here Thrust noted that there are There were 300 Wrestlers under contract with the WWE In 2020 Which is far more than the Company can use On a Constant basis With the WWE unable to use a larger portion of its roster pairing it down to saving money and creating more opportunities for others is a logical move uh, Moran here it says here rumors of WWE sale have popped up and there uh, and there for the past several years nothing has come of those rumors at this point but um, mr. McMahon doesn't want to sell there is no question he has WWE in the advantage financial scale um, financial position that could appeal to a potential buyers. So this is all that I see on here, and it's interesting that the rumors of uh, of a sale could possibly happen. So uh, I guess my big question is: Is it going to happen? I, I always feel like personally the WWE will last a long time. Um, And and if there's a possibility if Vince McMahon were to pass away, and I'm not wishing that now or ever, but if it were to come to that, I would like to see that company run under either, and I'll give you my list of people who I think should run the company, either Triple H or Shane McMahon. If Stephanie McMahon tries to run the company, I swear to God, I'm going to throw a fucking fit. And, and I'm not being silly about that. I'm, I mean, I am well, not throw a fit exactly, but I and other wrestling fans would be pissed off if that shit happens. I mean, Stephanie McMahon may know the business, may grew up on the business, but didn't understand the business as well as her father. So, all this stuff about, you know, the sale and everything that's happening is just so insane right now. And especially with all these releases taking place. And, as the old expression goes, more releases to come. So... We'll, we'll hopefully keep an eye on the story and everything, and hopefully something comes up that we don't expect. Because i got to tell you, if WWE gets sold, pro wrestling, in my view, will be completely finished. Now, everyone says, uh, to all the old-timers and to all the... Well, I don't mean to be disrespectful like that, but to all the people all the veterans and all the guys that have been a part of the wrestling business for a long time, if they feel professional wrestling is dead, what's going to happen when the WWE is no longer in business? I know to the modern-day wrestling morons, they're going to go ahead and say, oh, whoa! Well, AEW is going to be the, the true pro wrestling show now. They're going to run the show. No, nah, they're going to run wrestling to the fucking ground like it has for the past couple of days. Now, like I said, look, I got nothing against AEW. I think it's a great promotion. It's not a great wrestling promotion. It still has lot to learn but in the meantime i don't think wwe is going to get sold just yet we're not done with that story hopefully i'll find out some more information on that and so much more now now here's something that um another part that we're going to talk about is brock lesnar part of the wwe once again now I'm looking at this from the Bleacher Report right here. Backstage WWE rumors, latest on Brock Lesnar and the whole thing with Aleister Black, yada, yada, yada. Okay, now uh, this talks about the whole thing with uh, the release really superstars, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Okay. Okay. Is Brock Lesnar on his way back? Okay. Now. Uh, I think uh, this is uh part of the read that I'm reading over here. Brock Lesnar's name popped up on the WWE Raw on Monday Night Raw. I'm sorry. Brock Lesnar's name popped up on WWE Raw on Monday Night, and Brian Alvarez of the Wrestling Observer Live speculated that it was not accidental but rather a hint that the beast incarnate will be returning shortly to feud with Bobby Lashley over the WWE Championship. The Almighty, which is Almighty Bobby Lashley, has repeatedly made it very clear that Lesnar is his dream opponent, and that he wants to wrestle no superstar more than Brock Lesnar. SummerSlam plans are uh, are undergoing fine-tuning, but it is expected to be the first WWE's big four pay-per-views to have a full arena of fans in attendance since 2020 of March. There would be few bigger, more intriguing matchups WWE could present that a battle between a former amateur wrestlers, which is Brock Lesnar and uh, Bobby Lashley, Lashley has been physically dominant since capturing the WWE Championship, while Lesnar is a threat to introduce any man, Bobby Lashley included, to Suplex City. It is a big match, and would be featured one of the greatest. Um, I'm sorry, it is a big match and would feature one of the greatest attractions in pro wrestling history. It would be exactly the type of blockbuster you would expect from one of the company's premier events. Whether WWE would have the intestinal fortitude to put Lashley over the return of Lesnar or use it to set up a rematch down the road is the real question. So, um... The whole thing involving Brock Lesnar. I would love to see a match, and I've talked about this many times before, and I'll talk about it right here again. A match between Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley would be great for SummerSlam, and the fact that SummerSlam will possibly take place on a Saturday. Yes, it's going to be on a Saturday, August 21st, and rumors are running rampant about What the decision is going to be I mean they're obviously going to go through with it For the first time ever WWE SummerSlam is going to take place on a Saturday Which you know what this means guys If it's going to happen on a Saturday There's a possibility of the main event Not only having that pay per view But I'm probably going to be inviting a lot of people To check out SummerSlam live as it happens On Saturday night But that is if boxing doesn't get in the way And if it does The WWE will be in serious trouble As of this point So the matches that they're throwing together are matches like Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. People are actually saying that Roman Reigns is going to take on John Cena at SummerSlam. Those are really big marquee matches for SummerSlam when you think about it. And I'd love to see those matches when they take place. So I'd like to see how that stuff goes and more. Are the rumors true? Is Brock Lesnar returning? Is he back in the WWE? We'll just have to find out real soon. And of course we know that WWE Hell in a Cell is coming up this, come not this coming Sunday, but I believe it's on June 20th, which is also labeled on my father's birthday. Uh, several matches have already been announced for Hell in a Cell. Two matches have already been placed and it's going to be set wwe championship will be decided as bobby lashley defends his championship against drew mcintyre no word yet as to whether or not it's going to compete at hell in the cell the actual match itself but we'll find out this coming monday on monday night raw also another match that was announced on smackdown for the wwe smackdown women's championship Bianca Belair is looking to have her match against Bailey one more time. No word yet as to whether or not there's going to be a stipulation involved. As far as we know it, those are the only two matches that are going to be taking place. But let me see if I can pull up WWE Hell in the Cell, if you don't mind. Okay, just trying to look in here real quick. Okay, Hell in the Cell. Here we go with look into this okay okay so there are three actually there are three matches that are taking place here Uh, Bobby Lashley going up against uh, Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship Um, Bianca Belair taking on Bayley for the Smackdown Women's Championship and of course for the Raw Women's Championship Rhea Ripley defending her championship against charlotte flair that should be interesting to check out there so those are the three matches so far and as i said as i stated earlier no word yet as to whether or not it's going to be a uh, hell in a cell match but no doubt something like that's going to take place we will all find out and so much more that's all your latest info what's going on in professional wrestling and what's going on in the wwe speaking of professional wrestling. Let's get into what's going to happen this coming Sunday night. Now, there's a couple things we need to talk about. Before I talk about this, because I got this all set up and ready to go right here, Right. Uh, we'll talk about the NWA matchup in just a moment. Now, over at Richard's Billiards, now, Logan Paul, Logan Paul versus Floyd Money Mayweather on a Sunday. And Oh boy, and, and um before we before we get into this, let me let me try something real quick here because I was looking into this earlier and I'm gonna see if I can bring it up right here right now. It may not take too long if we could talk about it for just a moment. I see it, I don't see it at all. Where is it? There we go. All right. Okay, so I'm looking at all these. Uh, I'm trying to see what I saw earlier today, if they show it. Okay, now this is something that I saw on um, on the take here, if we can uh, pull it up here real quick. Now, this all involves um, what's going on with uh, what's going to be happening this Sunday on pay-per-view. Now, if you guys want to get an opportunity to check out the match with... Uh, uh, Floyd Money Mayweather and uh, Logan Paul get a chance to check it out on pay-per-view of course you can check it out over at Richards Billiards at 5815 Weber uh, they're going to be having the event I haven't decided yet if I'm going to go over and check out the event I probably may check it out at my house myself but you know no word yet but let me get into this whole thing um, this one is uh, uh, I was watching something called I believe it's what's it called um, first take and this features uh Stephen A and Max reacting to Mayweather saying the Paul the Palm brothers aren't real fighters. So let me get into this real quick and everything. So let's listen. I,
1: I hate it. Um I hate it. Uh, I understand Floyd, you know, he could probably make a hundred million out of this. They're both you know, really potent on Instagram. Logan's got like nineteen million followers. Jake Paul is at about fifteen million followers on instagram um i'm not going to knock logan paul too much because uh, i mean he wants to be a fighter and he's getting into the ring uh with uh, albeit retired and considerably smaller is still the greatest box of this generation and one of the greatest fighters ever in 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 floyd in floyd money mayweather who can get in uh, you can get up out of his sleep and fight better than 99 percent of the planet so we understand that about Floyd and even though he's considerably smaller his skill level is just on another level compared to logan paul But you know what a lucky punch can take you out when you get older So, you know beware of that in the case of jake paul Um, I don't blame floyd money mayweather a little bit and I hate talking about these guys in a negative fashion Because I like both logan and jake and I think that the attention that they bring to the sport They deserve to be respected and appreciated for it because if the promoters didn't mess up the sport so much by denying us the opportunity to see the fights that we wanted to see when we wanted to see them, then it would have we wouldn't have exhibitions like this. But at least Logan Paul is fighting a fighter. Jake Paul getting into the ring with non-boxers. I know it's an exhibition, but if he did that on the street, he could get arrested. Even if it was consensual, I totally disagree the, with this. The, even if, even if it was consensual, I know you did. That's why, that's why I'm speaking so you can hear my point and show how you disagree. The point is, I know he can't be arrested or anything. But if you got into a fight on the street with somebody, okay, and you were a boxer and they weren't, yeah, you can't get arrested because they've agreed that it's an exhibition event. But for the most part, you did that in the street, you get arrested. Jake Paul is fighting people who don't box. That's my issue with him. Nothing else. I Jake don't care Paul. if it's an amateur boxer. I don't care if it's an amateur boxer. Like, you bring up, Max, muscle memory. You taught me that. You talk about muscle memory. Fight somebody that actually boxes.
2: But he doesn't really That's- have it yet either, Stephen A. He's been doing it for two years. Look, I'll say this. Then fight out somebody who fighting- has been doing it for two years. He's st- he, well, but then you can't make a big event. Here's the, here's the catch-22 two they're in in terms of that stuff, right? And it's a good problem to have. They make huge events and make millions and millions of dollars when they fight and they're big events that's part of the reason that we both appreciate what they do because these guys train hard and fight hard do their best and they respect the sport it's all you can ask right people want to pay to see them. this is america you can do that So, when you look at jake paul he fights a youtuber beats them now he has to fight a professional athlete not everyone thought he was going to beat nate robinson knocked him out then he fights an mma fighter who's not who's not a striker knocks him out now he's fighting an mma striker with a boxing bat with a wrestling background, but we know Woodley can strike. If he wins this fight, and I don't know if Woodley's old, he's lost four in a row, of course, because in order hit. to make your develop in order to develop as a fighter, you gotta be matched with guys you have a chance to beat. And but in Jake Paul's case, he's such a big name. You also have to be matched with a guy who the public knows. Now, Stephen A, you know very well. If the public knows your opponent, probably they can fight. So Max, how do Max, you do that? Max, how Max, do you navigate that? Max,
1: are you going to sit there with a straight face and tell me that Jake Paul couldn't find somebody as, with as popular or more popular than Nate Robinson or Ben Askren? Come on, Look, Max. No, but he was up to come that come
2: stage. On, Max. Now he's up to the next stage. A faded dude, but who can strike. And if, if he wins this, if he does, it's far from certain, right? Like, who knows? A lot of people take well, Woodley. I don't know who wins that fight. If he does... Then the next dude
1: will be a guy who can strike, who's a little, not as quite as past as prime I'm and so on. Saying, I have a I'm question. just saying, I'm just saying you don't get into the ring with somebody, you know, Jake Paul. Let's 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 put Jake Paul on front street right now. Jake Paul, from my from my understanding, Max, you follow the boxing community, obviously. Jake Paul, from my understanding, has been training, has been being trained by professional fighters for the last three years professional fighters and trainers. That, that, that wasn't and Nate Woodley Robinson. hasn't had a boxing that, coach? No, no, I'm saying that wasn't Nate Robinson. That wasn't Ben Askren. Come on, Max. That's oh, what that's I'm talking about But that's what he was up here. to then. No, 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 no. You, he's you, dipping you're his toe like in the water. You're, you're acting like he just got his toe in the water and he's going against somebody. This dude has been training legitimately as a fighter for years. For, for two years. And you years, get to the ring with a basketball a's, player? At that time, you've been a, training? A, a UFC fighter that, that wrestled? At that time, he have been for training fighting?
2: For, for like a year, a year and a half. And you know how many fighters throughout the history of boxing, professionals, even champions, early in their career, they get cab drivers. They throw, them in, throw some boxing gloves on them, and it's a win on a dude's record. I mean, that's how it works in the fight you know game early on.
1: I don't know if that's working at that i don't know if that's the case in this in this day and age all i'm saying about jake paul i love what jake paul and logan paul are doing for boxing because they're bringing attention to the sport all i'm trying to say is i appreciate the fact that even though it's against a smaller opponent the bottom line is logan is getting in the right. ring who do you with like or woodley who you like jake or woodley who do you like, jake do you like jake, in jake jake because i think woodley i think woodley can knock out anybody but i think woodley is an mma guy He's a mixed yeah. martial artist, but not big, a boxer. MMA guys have
2: boxing coaches. I'm just
1: letting okay. you know. And
2: Woodley's been bo- has been fighting for a long I hope time. He he I have a question, and I this isn't Worthy. even to be funny. And I know we need to get to break. So to our producers, but for a hundred million dollars, guys, would you get in the ring with Logan
3: or Jake Paul? Like, would you? No, hundred. For hundred million? million, right now, right? I mean, I
4: think I
1: would. Dollars. No, that, I think that, that, I would. That that, that that that's Max. I'm the kind of man that believes. I'm going to make $100 million doing what I do. I don't have to engage in exhibitions to pull it off. You I'm going to okay. Do you know how many arguments
0: about right. sports right. you I'm need a, to get into to, I'm to in get 100,
3: $100 million? $100
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy right there. So if you guys want to get an opportunity to check out the matchup with uh, Floyd Money Mayweather against... Logan Hall, get a chance to check it out over at Richards Billiards at 5815 Weber. Not Your Average Heroes. The legend continues, and will the main event be a part of that whole fiasco? Well, we'll just have to find out and everything else like that. I haven't decided yet as to whether or not I'm going to be over there. So, with that being said, let's get into what's going to happen uh, tomorrow night over on the NWA side. NWA presents... um, When Our Shadows Fall, which is going to be included here. uh, Check out the lineup right here on June 6th. NWA presents the next pay-per-view, When Our Shadows Fall, live on Fight TV. This event features wrestlers such as the NWA World's Champion, Nick Aldis, NWA World Television Champion, The Pope, NWA Women's World Champion, Serena Deeb, and so much more. Now, here are the matches that are going to take place here. And um, we'll look at it from uh, top to bottom right here. Uh JTG going one on one against Fred roster Now, Fred roster as you know quite well, he used to be the the artist formerly known as Darren Young. It's gonna be his debut match and everything else like that. Now, I'm not gonna give you my predictions as to who I think will win, but I will be doing an episode um hopefully tomorrow night or right after when this pay-per-view is done. But I'm gonna give you all the matches that are gonna take place over here. Now This one is going to, like I said, JTG versus Fred Rosser. That's going to take place. A uh, tag team match featuring the women of the NWA. Thunder Rosa and Melina team up to take on Taryn Terrell and Kylie Ray, which is going to have a lot of people talking there. A grudge match. I don't think the television championship is on the line, but it's going to be the NWA World Television Champion, the Pope, going one on one against Tyrus. Tag Team Fatal Four Way. It's gonna feature uh, Pyro or Pyro or whatever his name is, and Diaz versus Machri Rocket and Slice Boogie up against uh, Machia Wolf and Bestia 666 versus Sa- uh, Sal Rudolph and Rudo or something like that. I don't know. Also, the NWA World Tag Team Championships will be decided as Aaron Stevens and Kratos defend the tag team titles against Crimson and Jake's... Let's see, defend their titles against uh, Crimson and Jake Dane versus um, Tom Latimer and Chris Adis... uh, Oh, uh, Chris Adonis, I'm sorry, who are members of the Strictly Business NWA Women's World Championship will be decided Serena D will be defending her championship against Camille and then of course the NWA World Heavyweight Championship will be decided the National Treasure Nick Aldis will be defending his championship against the number one contender Trevor Murdoch the main event will give you his predictions on all these matches in the next episode of course the episode of course the pay-per-view is going to happen possibly at the same time as the NWA's um Oh, I, I'm sorry. at The same time as the boxing event takes place. I'm not sure exactly what will happen as far as uh, that goes and everything, but we'll see how that goes. So um, this is going to do it for this edition of this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. Now, just to remind everybody, if you guys are interested in checking out some great boxing action, Uh, Go ahead and head over to Richard's Billiards at 5815 Weber and get a chance. I believe the event will be for free, if I'm not mistaken. So that's going to take place. Of course, the NWA's um, When Our Shadows Falls is going to take place at the same time. Now, uh, I have not looked at the schedule just yet, but no doubt the NWA's uh, championship or the NWA's pay-per-view event is probably going to take place before the boxing. So hopefully that's going to be uh hopefully that's going to be a a relief to to know that because if you put boxing and wrestling in the same archives chances are more people are going to be watching the boxing a whole lot more than they're going to watch wrestling so if I, and and plus boxing on a sunday it still baffles my mind that boxing is on a sunday when it should be on a saturday but i don't know how they're doing this but we'll see how it goes floyd money mayweather taking on logan paul um i guess supposed to be an exhibition of some kind i don't know exactly how this is going to work but we'll see what happens and as i stated before if you guys want to check out that boxing match check it out over at richards billiards at fifty eight fifteen weber i believe it's free you can come in With proper ID and please, and I understand that we don't have to wear our mask there anymore, but it'd be best for you to wear your mask because you really need to, to save yourself and save other people's lives. And I know that's, to other people, that's kind of stupid for me to say, but I'm saving my neck and my neck only. You have to think of yourself. Now... That's going to do it for this edition of this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Of course, you can subscribe to the Main Event Talk Podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever it is you find your favorite podcasts. And, of course, you can follow the Main Event on Twitter, twitter.com slash at main event player. You can also follow me on Instagram at instagram.com slash at main event player. You can follow my Main Event Talk at real event at uh, facebook.com slash at real main event talk for all the latest info that's going on to professional wrestling and so much more and of course if you want a friend request me it'll be up to you so guys thank you for listening to this episode and i will see you next time in another great episode of the main event talk podcast hopefully the next episode will be right after when the nwa presents when our shadows uh when our shadows fall i'll give you the the complete recap of what happened afterwards okay why because i can and i want to any questions enough said and before we go ahead and leave i'd like to leave you with this new song uh, that has been provided by none other than former twisted sister singer d snyder He's got a new album coming up, and I want you guys to get an opportunity to listen to his new song right here. Here is D. Snyder with I Gotta Rock Again. Thank you guys, and I'll see you next time.